Hi everyone, my name is Cameron and I'm doing my podcast on Fordlandia, Henry Ford's failed attempt to bring a slice of America to the Amazon. Fordlandia, founded and set up by Henry Ford and the Ford Motor Company, was intended to be a new bastion of the American dream, deep in the Amazon. There were dreams for small suburbs lined with white picket fences all within the backdrop of the Amazon rainforest. Though the attempted rubber plantation would never truly get off off the ground with a frenzy of issues from the very outset. The failure at Fordlandia can be explained using James Scott's theory of high modernism and the cognitive model of prospect theory. The cognitive model of prospect theory states that when an actor is operating under an assumption of loss, they are more likely to take risks in order to avoid said loss. In 1928, the Ford Motor Company was facing such a problem. They'd been the leading auto company in the United States for decades, with their infamous Model T and their brand new Model A about to be released. Despite this success, the Ford Motor Company was facing a problem that threatened its status of dominance over the auto market. A number of competitors were able to produce reliable vehicles at lower costs. Because of this threat, Henry Ford began to look for a way to reduce their production costs. He found that one of the big problems they were facing is the way that they were sourcing their rubber. The British had long had a monopoly over the rubber production, with their plantations in Southeast Asia able to produce rubber at an industrial scale. To Ford, the obvious choice for an alternate rubber source was the native home of the rubber trees that British successfully cultivated in Asia, the Brazilian Amazon. At this point, though, there had been multiple attempts by various parties to create an alternative to the British monopoly in the Amazon, though all were dramatic failures. Despite this issue, Ford quickly bought up a large plot of 2.5 million acres along one of the tributaries of the Amazon River and began constructing his plantation there. In 1942, when Ford's son had taken over the company, he sold Fordlandia back to the Brazilian government for $250,000, a far cry from the $20 million that it had been purchased for back in 1928. James Scott defines high modernism as the overconfidence in the ability of science and technology to control nature and human nature. Henry Ford's attempts to create a plantation and the ideal American-style corporate town in the Amazon can be described as nothing less than overconfident. Henry Ford had a natural distrust of experts and failed to consult any when it came to the way the Ford company was going to plant and harvest the rubber from the rubber trees. The factor that had allowed the British to cultivate the trees so successfully in Asia was the absence of the natural pests and blights that affected the trees in their native habitat, a luxury the Ford Company was not afforded due to their building on the plan- of the plantation in the heart of the Amazon. From the outset, the trees were infested with pests and suffered from a form of leaf blight that wouldn't allow them to grow. Compounding the issue was the fact that the trees had been planted row on row, providing these pests a perfect breeding ground crippling the rubber tree supply. Along with logistical issues, there was also issues being faced among the labor force at the plantation. Henry Ford, along with being a visionary of industrial technology, had certain ideas of how to make a harmonious and well-managed community. A part of that was forcing the Brazilian workforce to adopt the norms and values that would be instilled by the American management living on the Fordlandia plantation. This would include strict regulations on almost every aspect of the workers' lives. Being unfamiliar with the typical American nine to five work hours, the local workers despised the punch card system and the strict working hours that had made it impossible for them to take breaks when the day was at its hottest. Along with work restrictions, the food and lifestyle of the employees was also closely controlled. 
American managers would do surprise drop-ins on the workers' homes to ensure that they were following regulations. Alcohol was prohibited, and meals were restricted to only those foods which Henry Ford had deemed healthy, including oatmeal, canned peaches, soybeans, and rice. All of these regulations, while from Ford's view allowed for a productive and healthy workforce, were seen by the workers as an attempt by the Americans to forcibly instill their own values on the Brazilian workers. All of this came to a head when, in order to be more effective with their serving, the canteen changed from waiting-style service to a cafeteria-style. This caused the workers to revolt, destroying anything they saw as representing the restrictions Ford was putting on their lives, including factory equipment, punch clocks, the canteen, and even the American expatriates that managed them. It took the Brazilian military's intervention to quell the insurrection. Fordlandia was, from the very start, a disaster for the Ford Motor Company that would result in their loss of millions of dollars. Ford's attempts can be seen as a desperate move to save the company from the threats posed by competitors that were beginning to be able to go head-to-head -head with the automotive giant. They can also be viewed from the stance of Scott's theories of high modernism, where Ford's attempts to control the natural environment of one of the wildest and most untamable landscapes in the world and his attempt to create a perfectly orderly and compliant workforce by instilling American values into a foreign populace led to the failure of his Amazonian dream.